We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, are you ready for rapid fire? Let's go. Rapid fire for a Monday. Let's do it. I want to start with this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm seeing all this Prince Kali transferring to Vanderbilt stuff out this afternoon. Okay. Didn't we talk about that a couple weeks ago? Uh, Sure did. Yep. <laughs> what? That's what I thought. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these people reporting really? that, that Kali is transferring to Vanderbilt. I thought... They are way Pretty behind. sure we literally talked about this like two weeks ago. So. Yes, they are way behind. Like that was a long time ago. Um, yeah, you're right. On three has a committed thing. And well, because Prince Kali put it out on his social media, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I, I was pretty sure that he had it out there a long time before that. Um, but hey, maybe not. I don't know. But we talked about it. I know we did. We Pretty talked sure about we it did. a, a while sure back, actually. Yeah. Decaf, going back to that, yes, Notre Dame's best pitcher is out with Tommy John. And so that, you know, I think that contributes, you know, to kind of how things played out the last month or so of the season. That's yeah. how long he's been out. But hopefully he's back for next year. Fill in the blank. It is blank that Cam Hart says he's a first-round cornerback. I love the confidence, and I think he's got first-round cornerback ability. He is just injured. The injury bug has has killed him, um, and he hasn't had an opportunity to really show what he can do. And that's actually uh, one of the reasons that he came back for this year was, first of all, number one, he knows how good Benjamin Morrison is, and he thinks that he, that teams are going to try to pick on him, and so he's going to have an opportunity to show how good he actually is. Because if you, if you remember when he's healthy. No one would ever throw in his direction. They'd always throw to the other side. And then he got hurt. And then Benjamin Morrison came on to the scene. And they kept picking on him. And obviously he was able to make a name for himself because of that. He came back because he thinks teams are going to go away from Morrison and go towards him. And he's going to be able to prove it. And I, I love the moxie. I love the confidence. That's what you need as a corner. You need to have that confidence level. He's got all the talent in the world. I am one of his biggest supporters for being that dude. And if he can back it up, then Notre Dame has the best uh, cornerback tandem in the country. And I it's mean, going to be awesome. 
What do you say when you're a cornerback? Got to have a short memory. Yeah. Got to be confident. And you you can't play that position. Even if it's maybe, you know, a little bit of inflated bravado, like you've got to have it. Like you've got to have the belief yep. that no, no matter what just happened on the last play, you're going to win the battle on the next play. And obviously that's what Cam Hart has because he's not necessarily thought of in that vein right now of the two. Benjamin Morrison is getting all the publicity, obviously, because six interceptions will do that last year, even though just what you're talking about, the fact that you have six interceptions speaks to opportunity. They kept throwing Benjamin Morrison's way because they weren't going to throw Cam Hart's way. Now you're going to have to pick your poison because, you know, one's got all that, you know, like number 20 has all this attention now. So you're exactly right. They're going to they're going to test Cam Hart, I would think early in the season and now it's up to cam hart to go get it done and i think he will as well here's the quote i'm a first round cornerback i mean i feel like i've been slept on because of my injuries and because of who knows what but i'm a first round cornerback i'll show that for sure end quote i love it love it i love the confidence level that's exactly what like i said that's exactly what you want from a corner it's exactly what you want. And so I, I, like I said, I hope he can prove it. I hope that he, he shows everybody that he is that guy. He is that dude uh, because they are going to throw at him. I mean, Benjamin Morrison's getting all the pub. He's getting all the preseason, all Americans, you know, and all these different things. He was, he was on the Athlon, you know, preseason, all America list, you know, all these different things. Nobody's going to throw it 20. They're going to throw it five. Cause they're going to forget that he's a dude. Hopefully he reminds him real quickly. Derek says you have a heart tat over your heart. <laughs> it's right here. It's right here. Big one. Number five right next to it. Let that hang out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Brent asks, scale of 1 to 10, Justin Scott signing with Notre Dame. What are the chances? I mean, if you listen to Brian, he says it's a 6. So I'll take it. Okay, it's a 6. In recruiting, yeah. can you be more confident than that? Unless the guy, unless the kid is already a silent commit. So I'll take Brian's assessment that it's a 6. And I believe he said if he doesn't visit in June, then it drops to a 3. Okay. Cool. I'm with that. If he cancels a visit, then yeah, that's not going to do anything for my confidence level. Right. That's, I can't add any more than that. I just, that's what it's going to come down to. They've been working on him, trying to get him here, see if he gets here. And six is still better than 50 50. It's not great, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Former Notre Dame walk on Sam Asaf graduated this weekend, along with. Well, the other graduates over there at Notre Dame, congratulations to all the the uh, the graduates. He was not only a football walk-on, but a lacrosse walk-on as well, and he graduated with a 3.98 GPA. My question, Vince, what would your GPA have been if you had played two sports in college? <laughs> I didn't play any sports in college, and my GPA <laughs> wasn't a 3.98. So it would have been even, was it even three? Was it yes. even three? Okay. Yes, it was. My college GPA was much better than my high school GPA. Yeah, mine just too. Put, just putting that out there. Uh, but no, I look, the the fact that he was able to do that and, and be at a high level. I mean, look, yes, he was a walk-on on both, but I'm pretty sure he played on the lacrosse team. I, I believe he actually played there. And, you know, he was a high level practice kid for the football team. You still have the same commitments. You still have all of the same, all, you know, everything that a starter would have, you know, meetings and practices and yeah, you got to be there for everything, all of that. Right. And so good, good for him, man. That is not an easy thing. He strikes me as a kid who's very similar to like my kid who needs to have like his day regimented from start to finish. Otherwise, you know, the, like the mind wanders a little bit and, you know, whatever. But as long as there's two. Sounds like somebody I know. <laughs> things going on, you're good to go. Used to so. live in my household. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. And those are both. And those all the people we were talking about are high <laughs> academic kids. High achievers. But, that's right. But like they need to be they need to have that schedule. Yep. And uh, yeah, I would say that there's no way I would get a three, nine, eight if I was playing two sports. In college, um, and I'd played zero in college, just like you. <laughs> but you know, it is amazing. And like the Sam Asaf, of course, Mick is his brother, and the whole you know Asaf family and all that. And he and he and Jaden Thomas actually went to high school together. Oh, okay. I guess. At I can't remember the name of the the uh, the high school right now, but yeah, they went to high school together, and and the whole thing and. Lacrosse beat Johns Hopkins, by the way, this weekend. That's good. Go to the Final Four. So, nice. yeah. Men's lacrosse into the Final Four. So, congratulations to them as well. But that's pretty awesome to, you know, to walk yeah. on both sports at a major college yeah. like Notre Dame and uh, and still be able to to pull that off. That's pretty amazing. And, and yeah. 
to play two sports like that as well, because your whole calendar, your whole academic year, plus your summer is spoken for. Yep. Like everything is spoken for. You have no time. So I think what we're going to start doing here in rapid fire, we're going to pick a team Ooh. each, maybe not every day, but throughout the summer. Anyway, we're going to throw some teams in and we're going to try to pick the record for the upcoming ah, season. Okay, okay. Okay. So Michigan has an over under win total of 10 and a half right now. Here's their schedule. Regular season, right? Yes. Regular season. Yeah. They start off with East Carolina. Then they play UNLV, then Bowling Green, then Rutgers, at Nebraska, at Minnesota, home against Indiana, at Michigan State, then Purdue, at Penn State, at Maryland, finish off with Ohio State. So what's Michigan's record going to be? The way I'm looking at it, and I'm, and I'm trying to take the bias out, okay? I'm taking the bias out. I just have a hard time seeing Ohio State lose three in a row to Michigan, okay? I have a hard time with that. I really do. And so I think they lose that one. And if Penn State's as good as everybody says that they're going to be offensively, going to Penn State in week 10 is not going to be an easy task. How does Michigan play on the road? Because their road games prior to Penn State are Nebraska, Minnesota, and Michigan State. Have they really been tested on the road at that point? I'm going to say no. I think this is their first true and only road test of the season, and I don't think they pass it. So I will say that they end up 10-2. and two. Ooh, Okay. So you're you're definitely under on the ten and a half then, and I mean yes. this the season, and it's amazing, you know, because really it, it doesn't matter if you're Notre Dame or who it is. Your season typically comes down to two or three games, right? Like you mentioned, Ohio State and Penn State. I still think you can throw Michigan State in there as well because Harbaugh is still four and four yeah. in his career against Michigan State. They won last year. They lost just two years ago. They still sure. made the college football. Remember, that was like all the controversy. Michigan State beat Michigan, but Michigan remained ranked higher in the in the polls and all that stuff. And then Michigan State ended up losing late. Michigan got into the playoff. But yeah. Michigan's won the last two against Penn State and seven of the last 10. It was lopsided last year, close before that. And that's like... Just how good, you know, like you talked about Penn State's offense, what kind of defense are they going to be able to – the question with all these teams is, teams, how physical can they be up front against Michigan with that run game? And sure. can they make J.J. McCarthy have to throw the ball more than he's comfortable throwing the ball, in, you know, in situations that he's not comfortable in? Ohio State had won eight straight before Michigan won the last two. I, I tend to agree. They will lose either Penn State – or Ohio State. I don't think they lose both, though. Okay. That Michigan is Michigan State is just such a wild card. I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to say ten and two. I don't think that they will be quite as good as they have been the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I know that the schedule is fairly weak overall. I mean, if you look at the schedule, it's not something that you get excited about if you're not a Michigan fan. You know, uh -huh. I mean, th th those. The games that I'm looking at, those are not like must-see games. Like, oh, can't wait to watch Michigan and 
Indiana or what, you know, it just, there's not a lot of marquee games for me. Uh, maybe Michigan state. Just wait till Ohio NBC state. starts rolling out those primetime big 10 games, baby. I know I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be the thing, like they don't even play Iowa. They don't play Wisconsin, right. you know, they don't none play of those. the upper echelon uh, big 10 teams. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be curious to see what these schedules look like because with USC and UCLA, they're still debating, True. I guess, what the format is going to look like. Are like, are you going to have three permanent teams? You're going to play, or are you going to have two permanent teams? Right. And what the rotation is going to look like. It'll all look different next year. And I'll be curious to see like how much they match up Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, and you know USC, UCLA. What that looks like, like right. how often they're going to play each other. I mean, Michigan can sleepwalk to seven and zero, in my opinion. Oh, and absolutely. They, I mean, if they get tripped up, so be it. But based on paper, they can sleepwalk to seven and zero, and then Michigan State's their eighth game, yeah. and then I mean, it's more you know obviously back heavy. With the with the bigger teams, but I mean they're gonna be seven and zero without even trying. Yeah, I mean that is a you know that last that last five weeks: Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, Maryland, Ohio State, and you're on the road for both Michigan State and, and Penn three State. Three of them. You're on the road for three of those five games too. What's at, the third? At, at oh. Michigan State, at Penn State, at Mar- no, I'm not saying Maryland. Oh, just just tough. the fact you go to Maryland, but you're just on the, the road. You have to go on the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just got you got to gotcha. go on the road. Um, so yeah, I mean, three of those five, you're on the road. So, right. Right. So NFL owners tabled the Philadelphia Eagles proposal to create a fourth and 20 alternative to the onside kick. Wasn't completely voted down, but they're going to discuss it more. Would you stick with the onside kick or do you like this fourth and 20 thing? Like you convert the fourth and 20, you know, as opposed to trying to recover an onside kick. I think there's more of a chance of you completing fourth and 20 than there is of completing an onside kick. So, I mean, if you're, if you're into comebacks and you're into, you know, wild finishes, then you should be for the fourth and 20. I I just think that there's more of a chance of a busted coverage or a a kid running past another kid and just putting it up there. Like I feel like fourth and 20 is, is more possible than an onside kick but I still like the onside kick, man. I, I, I still like it. There's so much, not that there's not skill in converting a fourth and 20. There's but I also like in- the surprise of it. You know, like yeah, if you right. switch to this fourth and 20 thing, then like, you know, like the opening kickoff, if you wanted to, you know, like you right. couldn't. So you're you not allowed to like, hey, not allowed uh, to do that anymore. We'd like to. I don't think so. I think that's See, what the whole purpose of this. That I is. really don't like. You know, all. unless they made it, you know, end of game situations, whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't think I, I, I you know, and again, they're, they haven't put this up for a vote yet you know so there's more things to be sort of worked out in it but yeah i the element of surprise you completely take away yeah like at the end of games if you're down by you know a score or whatever and it's obvious then that's then that's different but if you completely take the onside kick out of it i wouldn't like it at all there's there's strategy that goes along with that completely agree with that i mean you know caveat high school football I get it. But like we were playing a team we had no business being in being with and we opening kickoff, we onside kick, got the ball, went down and scored. Yep. Huge momentum changer, you know, huge momentum changer. You're taking that out of the game, that stinks. That absolutely stinks. I, I and I do not like that at all. At all. Yep. I agree. 
So neither one of us is really a big golf fan. There was a fun story this weekend at the PGA Championship. Michael Block, 46 years old, teaches golf lessons at a public course in California. Hits a hole-in-one yesterday. He goes on to finish in the top 15, which means he gets an automatic invitation to come back for next year's PGA Championship. Pretty much just uh, storybook all the way around. I think that's awesome. I, I saw some people on Twitter that were all mad he was getting his, you know this much publicity. Golf can use all the publicity that it can get with the live tour and like all of these different things that are that are killing the PGA. Uh-huh. They can use all the publicity that they can get. And when you've got you know this tin cup guy basically coming out, and I mean, did you see the hole in one? Like it was one of those yeah. ones that it was just a doink, like right in the cup on the fly. <laughs> which you'd have a hard time being 10 yards away throwing the ball and getting it to <laughs> land in the cup like that. Like, it didn't exactly. even bounce on the green. It just went, bloop. I mean, and he's like, it was funny. They had him mic'd up. He's like, did that did that really go in? Like, was is that in the hole? Did that really go in? And everybody's cheering and everything. He's like, I don't think it went in. Like, are you kidding me? See, personally, so, like, I think – now, again, I wasn't watching yesterday, so I don't know how the whole broadcast worked right. out. But, like – I saw some criticism that they devoted some attention to him like Saturday. Okay. And then Sunday, they basically forgot about him because he wasn't high enough in the standings for, for CBS to talk about. And people thought, you know, look, you built this guy up on Saturday, at least talk about him more on Sunday. I think that was maybe before the hold one or whatever, but it's just, he's the, it's the best finish for a club pro in the PGA since 1986. That's awesome. He rose more than 3,000 spots in the rankings from whatever he was to 577th <laughs> right now. And he made more than $288,000 for his 15th place finish. 288000 plus. His previous career winnings were around 7900 bucks, I guess. 7,900? 7,900. He made 288,000. Wow. 15th yesterday. I would have gotten that all in singles and just rolled around in my bed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say something else. You're, you well, know, nah, you're I'm going to keep it clean. And, <laughs> That's right. And keep it nice and clean. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's, look, that's life-changing money, right? And I, and I realize $300,000 is not going to last you forever. But that but that's, still. that's a lot of money to invest. You could put it into a house. I mean, there's a yeah. million things that you can do that I mean, that's make a, that that's money work for you. He's 46 years old. Like, that's at the very least a starter retirement account, you know? Absolutely. Like- <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, decaf, I agree with the uh, the sentiment. I would also that's rather fair. watch paint dry than watch golf. But this is a great story. And I, and I didn't watch any of it. I didn't have to watch it. Yeah. So. Exactly. And it, look, watching a golf tournament just to watch a golf tournament, I agree. I can't do that and I won't do that. If it's Sunday, it's close. Like I'll watch, you know, generally. Uh, but it's more, it, you know, it's a thousand times more fun to play for yeah. sure. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. So baseball has already seen a lot of rules changes. We've talked about some of them here on this show. Some people calling for a ball strike challenge system for Major League Baseball, where a team would possibly get three challenges of a ball strike call. And if you get a challenge correct, you get to retain the challenge. Do you buy or sell the idea of challenging balls and strikes? I highly sell this. I cannot sell this with more vigor than uh than i am because there has to be an element to the game that is human i'm sorry i don't want robot umpires i don't want to be challenging balls and strikes i'm sorry part of being a baseball player and being a baseball manager or coach is you do have to adjust to the umpire and you and i have talked about this a million times you all you want from an umpire is to be consistent, right? If you can be consistent high, consistent low, inside out, be consistent for both teams, and we'll adjust. We'll we'll adjust to where your strike zone is or whatever it happens to be. We will adjust. That's part of baseball, in my personal opinion. I, I don't want it to be robotic. I, I don't want the challenges. I think it's silly. I think it's ridiculous. I'm no, 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 no. Completely agree. The, the the challenging of balls and strikes, it's a subjective, if you're going to have a subje- subjective part of your game, which umpiring is, it is all subjective. It is, it is the, right. you know, what, what the eyes happen to see, then there's no reason to be challenging balls and strikes. Now, you can argue, maybe you need to get rid of the, the, the strike zone box, like we were talking yes. about some of the inventions. Get rid of the strike zone box because even that is skewed based on the angle of the camera. You know, that's been proven based on the angle of the camera. It's not always accurate, you know, where, right. you know, the ball, you know, what's a ball, what's a strike, all that. Get rid of that so that you're not biasing the audience, Correct. you know, to be against with. the umpire. Yeah, yes, that's right. Like you said, you wouldn't want robo umps. If my, dis- if, if my choice was, Challenge balls or strikes by human umps or go with robo robo umps. I would go with robo umps. You know, like I would go with that system over challenging balls and strikes. Because if you're challenging balls and strikes, umpires are going to be second guessing themselves all game long, all game long. And I'm, I don't want that from an umpire. I want you to be consistent in your calls and I want you to be confident in your calls. Right. We're already, you know, challenging stuff on the base pads, which by the way, I'm fine about, I don't, have an issue with that i want to get those calls correct right the the out calls i want to get those correct i'm okay with that and and to be honest with you 
it's correct way more often than it's not. Okay. But like the balls and strikes thing, no, bad, bad. By the way, old man, if I remember right, you didn't want any of these, you know, changes on the bases and all this, any of this stuff. Baseball looks a lot more like baseball this year, though. Yeah, you're it? not wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. I I, <laughs> I I, still think the oversized bases look ridiculous on TV. They do. They look ridiculous to me. I'm sorry. Yeah. They just do. But they're, I'm, I'm seeing more action on the base pads, which I am all about. I love action on the base pads, so I'm cool with that. We're getting a little bit more controversy when it comes to, like, the pitch clock and games mm-hmm. are faster. That's that's I'm getting used to because like I'm used to like after I'm done with the show, do my thing. And then I've got my MLB package and I flip on games and it's like 730 and in the fifth inning, it seems like. Yeah. And then I flip to something else and I come back and the game's over. So it is taking (laughs) some getting like these games are getting done so quick this year. It is. They are. They are. Taking some getting used to. Derek on a slightly different topic mm-hmm. but you know along the same line says in 2023 how do we not have chips in footballs baseballs and hockey pucks that is that's a great that's question a great question yeah supposedly I mean, yeah. supposedly there are chips in footballs but they, they're using them to collect data i think as opposed to actually you know like using them for first downs and touchdowns and stuff right now that's yeah i i would the not baseball mind thing baseball thing would make sense though too but then that would get to then you got you're your using robo lumps and stuff. That's basically like that. what that is. I mean, yeah. I, like if you're gonna put it in a hockey puck, then put it in a soccer ball, you know, so you can see if it breaks the plane. You know that, like that's where I'm okay with because you're doing it on replay already anyway. And if you don't have a good angle, it's hard to tell if a ball breaks the plane or a puck breaks the plane. Yeah, if it break. You know, having a chip is gonna tell you if that's the case or not. Exactly. I don't know why they're not using. I hope. I would think that at some point they're going to. Yeah, I'm okay with that kind of advancement in technology when it comes because that's just helping get the call correct. And I right. know you could very easily say, "Well, you, if you want to get the call correct, do the the strikes and the, 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 the. No, I still want the human element with balls and strikes. Sorry, yeah, I no. Well, especially you know, like in these, you know, like football in these short yardage, whether it's goal line or you know third and inches fourth and inches and you've got bodies piled up on top of each other if you got a chip in the football you know right away if it crossed the line it's supposed to cross or not absolutely because a lot of times it is the 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 video is construed right by or blocked by humans and if you've got a chip it's easy it's there we know it yeah you know then it's just going to be did it cross before his knee hits or you know things like that so you're still going to have to have some video evidence and some you know that kind of a thing right Yep, good point. <clears throat> Fill in the blank. It's blank that Oscar Meyer has renamed its iconic Wiener Mobile the Frank Mobile. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like that. What are they that, accomplishing? <laughs> exactly. They're they're trying to fix something that didn't need to be fixed. Right. right? I don't know when the last time you bought hot dogs. It says Wieners right on the packaging. Right there. And I think we're all intelligent enough to know Oscar Meyer Wiener that it is a hot dog and not a male private part. Like, why do we have to change the like it's so stupid? Right. They're they're fixing something that doesn't need to be fixed. Well, and I mean, 
something about Mary, you know, his Franks and Beans, you know, got stuck. So Franks and Beans. Franks and Beans. <laughs> what are we oh, doing here? Oh gosh. It's just Frank so mobile. stupid. It's so no. And why not the just go the hot dog mobile? Like what? Right. You know, like if you if you really I don't know, man. So they're gonna change the name to the whistle too? It was a weenie whistle. Is it gonna be the Frankie whistle now? You know what I'm talking about? The little weenie whistle? No, all legitimate questions. It's so stupid. It's just so dumb. Why? 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 I saw the the Wienermobile several years back. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's pretty cool little. It is awesome. Yeah. I I would love to drive the Wienermobile. I would love it. What would make it even better is if it smelled like a... Like a fresh off the grill. Fresh off the grill hot dog. Oh, man, that'd be so good. Uh, I worked at a hot dog factory one year <laughs> in college. Really? And it oh. was, it was Bad, in the summer. Yeah, and I had to like, it was like the overnight shift and I had to go around cleaning stuff. It didn't last very long. I no. Just... <laughs> no. How long did it take you? How long did it take you to eat a hot dog? Like after you worked there? Uh Couple years, yeah. I figured. Got away from the hot dogs <laughs> for a little while. Much. Still don't eat a whole lot of them, but yeah. definitely, definitely took some time <laughs> off after working there. And it was it was Oscar Meyer as well. Wow. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't see any way that I could do that and still eat a hot dog. I mean, it's just once you see how the sausage is made, and I know that I, I'm, I'm being proverbial here, but still. Yes. It's just, it's no, no. Mm-mm. Not appetizing. Not no. appetizing at all. Mm-mm. All right. We will leave it at that. Appreciate you joining us here for the show today. Smash the like button on your way out. And of course, subscribe, rate, and review. Rumor has it we could have the return of the whiteboard tomorrow. <laughs> little tease. Little tease. tease. You are a tease. Whiteboard could be coming back with some regularity. As a matter of fact, this summer. So, get ready for that, my friends. Yeah. All right, Vince. Enjoyed it as always. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. We will talk to you tomorrow. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.